Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Cast Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Outcast Shark Sharks from the South Park Cast. Sharks from the South Park Cast. Podcast Shark Pod Shark Park Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Podcast Shark of the Podcast Shark Podcast Shark Pod South Park Podcast Shark South Park and South Park Podcast Shark Fun Podcast Podcast, podcast, shark, shark from the South Park. Podcast, shark from South Park. Podcast, shark from shark from the podcast shark. Shark from the South Park Podcast Shark from Podcast Shark from the South Park Podcast South Park Podcast Shark from the South Park Podcast Park Podcast Park Shark from the Podcast Podcast Shark Park Podcast Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. And uh, this is an episode that, I, I gotta be honest, when Fro and I started this show almost a year and a half ago, in, my, in, in the back of my mind, uh, I, I gotta be honest, I was a little tentative going into this episode because of 
the ramifications, well, not the ramifications, but everything that happened, you know, at the moment and then what happened after and where we are today as a society. Um, this episode is touching on post-9-11 activities. And before we get into the episode, I because I, I know this question gets asked all the time, and I'm just going to answer the question. Uh, where was I on September 11th, 2001, when uh, the United States was attacked? I'll tell you where I was. I was in, and I don't know if this is any kind of irony or if it's coincidence or whatever. I was in first period U.S. government. That's where I was when this all happened, was first period U.S. government. And what I remember about it was um, our teacher was playing. She had, she had a classical radio station on. Um, and, you know, it was just playing, and then uh, a student came in because he had had a doctor's appointment that morning. Like, literally, that morning, he had a doctor's appointment. And I think he told the teacher um, what had happened, and then that's how we slowly start to be aware of what was going on. And then we switched to our second period class, which in this situation, I actually stayed in the classroom because that was where my second period class was. And it, it, it was a weird day. Let's say that. It was a weird day. And I had, I actually had an appointment. I had a doctor's appointment that afternoon. But obviously because of what had happened, it got canceled that day. It got pushed back to the next day. Um, but the other thing that also comes to mind with this day, and not many, I, I don't know if Fro, 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 Fro would have been alright with me saying this. His birthday is on September 11th. And I, I have to wonder with Fro, you know, when that happened, um, you know, like, what was going through his mind that this tragic event in world history, um, you know, happened on his birthday? And that's always something I always wonder with people, like, if, if your birthday happened on the day that Pearl Harbor got attacked, or when we dropped the, the bombs on Japan ending World War II, or any of those sad historic days. Like, I, I've always wondered what people thought about, like, feel about it. You know, it, it's just something that I'm, I've been interested in for so long. But today, the episode that I will be discussing in full detail is Osama Bin Laden Has Farty Pants. Now, like I said at the end of last week's episode, this is the first 
South Park episode post 9-11. So this episode, which was written and directed by Trey Parker, aired on November 7th, 2001. So nearly two months after the attack is when this episode airs. And let's not wait any longer. Let's dive into this week's episode, Osama Bin Laden Has Farty Pants. The episode begins terrifically as the boys have gas masks on. And the first line that Kyle says is, Do you remember when everything used to be normal? What a great way to start off the episode. So Butters goes over to them, and he doesn't have a gas mask on. And the boys tell him, well, because you don't have a gas mask on, you're going to get smallpox and anthrax. And Butters is freaking out, and he's like, what am I going to do? I don't want to get the thrax. So they say, hold your breath. So here comes the school bus. And the, the school bus comes, and Officer Barberty gets off the bus. Now, he has a mask on, too. Everybody has a mask on except Butters. Poor Butters. Oh, that poor kid. Anyway, so Barberty checks the boys' book bags. Stan's okay. He can get on. Kyle's okay. He can get on. Kenny has some adult magazines, but other than that, he's okay. He can get on. He checks Cartman, and he has some kid scissors. And Officer Barberty questions Carver, like, "What are you? What are you going to do with them?" And Carver's like, "I'm not going to kill anybody with these." And Barberty's like, "Oh, I can figure out a way how you could do that." So he gets on, and then Barberty waits for anybody else. And here's Butters, at this point, out of breath, lying face down in the snow. And he's just out. So we get to the school, and all the kids hang their gas masks up, which is another funny thing. And they lock the door, and Miss Chokes on Dick comes, and she tells them about how the U.S. government has asked all the children of the United States of America to donate a dollar to the kids of Afghanistan. And Carmen is upset because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to give them a dollar. He calls them towel heads, and he's like, "Besides, I want to have my chocolate milk." So Wendy gets upset because you know Wendy's an act, you know, for the right. And Carmen is like, "I'm not giving them a dollar. Look, if they don't want to live here, they don't want to breathe that that air of freedom. That's fine. But I am not drinking regular milk." Regular milk sucks. I am getting my chocolate milk. So Miss Chokes on Dick, you know, she has it before Cartman calls them sand people. So we then go to Afghanistan and we see the Afghani version of Stan, Kyle, Cartman, and Kenny. And it's an interesting scene because they get together and the first place they go to, the U.S., planes drop bombs on it. Then the next place they go, which is a basketball court, Afghan Kyle tries to shoot a basket, the ball gets shot, gets blown up, the court gets blown up. 
So then they go to another place and it gets blown up. Finally, they go to one of the homes of the kids and that gets blown up. And then we see them getting their mail. And, and, and I think this is actually true in some parts of the world. The, the driver has, is being pulled by a horse and he's in the car. So it's horse-powered to a degree. And, you know, there's no engine. The horse is pulling the car and the driver. So the kids get the letter, and they each get $1. So what are they going to do? Well, just have to wait and see. So we go back to Stan's house, and Sharon is laying on the couch watching CNN. She has been watching CNN. And... Randy comes in, and this is one of the few times where Randy is actually the one that makes sense. Like, he's like, uh, Sharon, uh, don't you think you've watched enough television? And Randy's like, Sharon, you've been watching CNN nonstop for, oh, about eight weeks. Uh, I think it's time that, uh, you get some air. So Stan comes back and he sees that he's gotten in this brown, this big brown package from Afghanistan. And he figures that it's from one of the kids who, you know, he sent a dollar to. So, you know, he gets sent out with the box and then Stan or Randy and uh, Sharon, they realize it's a big brown package from Afghanistan. So they stop Stan completely before um, before he opens the box. So here comes, you know, the military, here comes police, you know, because you got to remember, for, for those of you who don't remember this time frame, and I'm sure there are some young listeners who were very little when all this happened, there were, there was a time where it was real scary to get your mail you know, because you don't know if there's anthrax in there or smallpox or any kind of diseases. You got to remember that. So, so you know, they check the box. It's reading negative. So they set up a little dynamite, and they're going to blow it up. So they blow it up, and inside the box is a goat. And, you know, they're like, oh, it's a goat. But one of the government officials like, wait a minute, wait a minute, we got to make sure... We got to make sure that, you know, it, it doesn't have any diseases. So another government agent comes and he makes out with the goat. I know that sounds ridiculous. And he says that it has no diseases whatsoever. So Stan realizes that, hey, I can't keep the goat. Kyle can't keep the, co the goat. Kenny can't keep the goat. Cardman wants to kill the goat, which they don't allow him. And they're like, okay, you know what? We're just going to mail the goat back to... We're just going to mail the goat back to Afghanistan. So they go to the post office. And they... You know, the, the post office just closes. And the mail... Uh, the mail person there tells him... Tells them that, you know, they're not... They're not allowing any delivery of mail you know, to Afghanistan by the post office. The only way you could do it is by military. So they're like, oh yeah, let's go to the military. So as they're walking, here comes Towley. Towley comes back. And he's like, don't forget to bring it down. Thanks, Towley. 
Don't you want to get hurt? No, Tally, we don't. Get out of here. Oh, you mean you don't want Tally around? No, we don't want Tally around. So, what you're saying is, there's a Taliban? Oh, that was such a good joke. It's such a bad joke that it's really, really good. So they get to the military base, and they're walking around. They're trying to find a plane to get to, to put the goat on. When one of the military people stops the boys, and they see the goat, and one of the military people thinks that the goat is Stevie Nicks, the lead singer from Fleetwood Mac. So they're like, hey, Stevie Nicks is over here. So they go over, and they ask the goat if... Stevie Nicks could sing a couple song, a couple words of songs, and the goat does. It's like, meh. And, you know, the military, you know, the, the soldiers are real happy. So, they get the goat on the plane. Stands in it. He's making sure the goat is fine. Just as he is about to get out of the plane, he gets pushed back in. The rest of the boys get pushed into the plane. And they are on their way to Afghanistan. And they are with the goat. And Kyle says, Oh, you can't tell me this is going to get any worse. And Cartman farts, and yes, it could get worse. So 20 hours later, they get to Afghanistan, and the rest of the guys are gasping for air. They're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Cartman farts. Oh my God. So meanwhile, they walk around Afghanistan, and Cartman makes a joke of how it looks like East Denver. I can't say if you know what East Denver looks like. So, um, so they get a taxi and they try to take the goat, you know, back to its original owners. So they happen to get to the they happen to get to the house. Now the house is bombed already, but the door is still up. So they knock on the door. Here come our Afghan kids. And they try to give the goat back to them. And they won't take the goat back. They, they, they just cannot do it. They won't take the goat back. They hate America. They hate Americans. And they just don't want the goat back. So the boys then realize, you know what? We just might as well go back. To the U.S. with with the goat, so they're walking along the roads of Afghanistan when a protest group comes along, and you know they they got these signs of you know Bush and down with America and all that, and they stop and they see the boys and they see you know the goat they see all of them, so Kyle comes up with this idea you know of like oh hey we're not Americans we're Canadian. Oh, isn't that all a boot? Right. And Carmen's like, I'm not no damn Canadian. I'm an American. And Stan's like, Carmen, you are so goddamn stupid. So they tie up the boys and they take the goat with them. And they're going to take them to Bin Laden. So while they're in the cave, they, you know, Kyle's like, Carmen, come on. You didn't have to do that. And Carmen's like, I'm not pretending to be a Canadian. So then here comes Bin Laden. So Osama Bin Laden comes in. And this is, like, just the way they portray him is very good. 
If this was a video podcast, I would show you how he walks. He just has his arms and his legs going back and forth, back and forth, walking around. It's just like his arms are so loose. It's amazing. So, you know, Bin Laden gets into their faces, and he gets into Cartman's face, and at one point, Cartman's like, God, don't you know anything about the odorant? It's cheap. You can afford it. So, then Bin Laden cuts a anti-American video. And, you know, the boys are in the background. The goat is in the background. So, they, then, then we go back to Stan, or to the Marsh house, and they show the video. And at one point, Randy goes to Sharon and he's like, uh, hey, Sharon, have you seen Stan anywhere the last couple days? And she's like, oh, yeah, 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 he's over there, he's over there. And Randy's like, okay. So then we, we stay with the news report because they say that Stevie Nicks has been held hostage by Osama bin Laden and that they have had to hide the rest of Fleetwood Mac so no one could get them. And they're like, bastards, those heartless, cruel bastards. And, you know, the, the general's like, all right, men, we're going to get Stevie Nicks back. We're going to save her. So that goes on, and then they show that the, the boys are also in the cave. And the four Afghan kids see this, and Afghan Stan, boy, that's going to sound weird. But anyway, Afghan Stan talks, and he says, you know what? We got to save those guys. And Afghan Carmen talks, and, they're, and basically they're like, why should we save them? We don't like them. To which Afghanistan's like, true, but they're innocent Americans. They're not guilty. We need to save them. Which is a very good point. It's a very good point in this episode. You know, like, hey, there are some people here in the U.S. or, you know, that came from the U.S. to Afghanistan who are military. They're just trying to help. You know, they're innocent people. So they go and they set it up to, to help them. So, after we come back from commercial, and this was such a funny point, They're, they show the cave, and the cave says, cave where Osama bin Laden's not in. And it is such a funny thing. It is absolutely hilarious. Because it's like, hey, hello, Osama bin Laden's right here, even though we're telling you he's not. So, Osama Bin Laden has a birthday party, uh, apparently, because they're having a birthday. Um, so, as Bin Laden is celebrating and his troops are celebrating, they get an alarm, and the, the, the troops go out to, you know, stop them. Meanwhile, the Afghan, boy, the Afghan boys come up to rescue everybody even though they still don't like him. As they're leaving, Cardman is like, you know what, I got unfinished business with this guy. And Kyle tries to talk him out of him, you know, out of it. He's like, Cardman, don't do it. This guy is crazy. He's a maniac. And Cardman's like, he's not a maniac. He's just an idiot. I know how to take care of idiots. And then, this is where I think we get, in my opinion, 
some of the absolute best dialogue that South Park has ever done. This is some of the best stuff they've ever done. Because throughout this, these several minutes, they are paying homage to Warner Brother cartoons and Disney cartoons. So Carmen goes over and he grabs a donut and he's like, meh, what's up, Bin Laden? And Bin Laden's irritated. And then Carmen's like, oh, it's 5.30, time for our prayer. And Carmen pulls out, you know, a, a rug and he goes, and Bin Laden comes over and they start doing the same thing. And Carmen then grabs a mallet and he hits Bin Laden over the head. So... As this is going on, there's still a fight, and the boys are trying to get out when this U.S. plane drops a bomb, and, oh my god, they've killed Kenny! And Afghanistan Kenny! And then we get into this whole argument about how, you know, America is hated by a third of the world, and, you know, it's a good back-and-forth argument. Meanwhile, Bin Laden tries to catch Cartman and it's it's that great cartoon gag where Bin Laden's got the gun the bush is moving here comes Bin Laden the bush is moving here comes Bin Laden the bush is moving and Bin Laden gets you know he pulls the bush and he sees Cartman so he's about to shoot him when Cartman all of a sudden goes hey look an infidel and Bin Laden turns and Cartman pulls his pants down and then we get uh, a magnifying glass. Another magnifying glass. Another magnifying glass. Another magnifying glass. Not good. Basically showing how small of a wee-wee Osama Bin Laden has. And then we get a sign that says, Tiny, ain't it? So, Cartman is just frustrating Bin Laden at this point. So, we still have a conversation with Stan Kyle and the Afghan kids. And there's one line that I really, really like, and I want to read this line to where one of the kids talks about, you know, how um, it's like millions of people, you know, millionaires go walking down the, you know, walking down the red carpet at the Os or at the Emmys, you know, looking like they're, you know, they've done everything. And, you know, it's like, Oh, yeah, well, you know, he's got a point there. So then we go back to Bin Laden. He's looking for Cartman, and then he sees this woman sitting on a camel. Well, you know, it's Cartman, you know, dressed up as a woman. But instead of Bin Laden going for Cartman, he goes for the camel. And he makes out with the camel. And he's like, Ooh, tra la la So he sits the camel down, and he pulls out a table, and he gets some wine. And Cartman pulls out a sign. You know, it's pictures of a screwball. And then Bin Laden still keeps going. And then Cartman pulls out more signs. It's like, jackass, shithead, um... There was another one, and then it was like a, a rooster and a, a lollipop. I get, I don't know what that one was. And then the last one is a picture of Barbara Streisand. So then, Cartman dresses up as a director, and he gets Bin Laden away from the camel to 
get dressed up for another anti-America video. So he has Bin Laden dressed up as Uncle Sam, and then he gives him a stick of dynamite, and Bin Laden starts talking, and then he realizes what he's wearing, and the other soldiers, they shoot Bin Laden up, and then the, the dynamite blows up on Bin Laden, and then the teeth, they play uh, a, a chorus of America the Beautiful. You know, and then one of the soldiers rescues Stevie Nicks, and they're like, where have you done that? Where have Stevie Nicks? And then, you know, we get one last look at Bin Laden, and it's like, terrorists are the craziest people. And then a soldier just shoots Bin Laden right in the head, kills Osama Bin Laden, and Kyle's like, wow, Cartman really took care of him. So the Afghan kids leave, and before they go, you know, they have this talk of, you know, I thought you guys liked us. They're like, no, we don't really like you. And then Stan replies that maybe someday we can learn to hate you too. So after that, they have a USO performance of Fleetwood Mac with Stevie Nicks, the GOAT, not, not the real Stevie Nicks. Um, so the band gets on stage and they sing Edge of Seventeen, which, for the record, is a Stevie Nicks song, not a Fleetwood Mac song. And then the boys see this and then they leave, but before they leave, Stan sees an American flag, and he, a small American flag, and he lifts it up, and he sets up the, you know, the flag, and he wraps his coat around it, and at first, Kyle thought Stan was against America, and Stan has this great line, and I'll read this line. He goes, no, dude, America may have some problems, but it's our home, our team. If you don't want to root for your team, then you should get the hell out of the stadium. And then, as they, you know, as it's ending, Stan salutes the flag, and he's like, go America. Kyle goes, go America. And then he's like, go Broncos. Go Broncos. And as the credits roll, they show the American flag waving, and that is the end of the episode, Osama Bin Laden Has Farty Pants. Uh, I will be honest with you guys. I have not seen this episode in a long time. I mean a long time. I, I could not tell you the last time I saw this episode. This is an absolute fantastic episode. I'm not going to say that it is the best South Park episode ever. Because it's not. You know, it, you know, it's not the best episode ever. There are better episodes than this. But, you have to understand the situation that the United States is in at this point in time in history. And you have to understand, you know, because of 9-11, we can't really, for a while, we couldn't really be ourselves. Um, but South Park, to a degree to a degree, is themselves in this episode. And it's such a good way of doing this. You know, and this, to me, is the best episode of the fifth season.
And the reason I, I say that it is the best episode of the fifth season is, like I said, you know, we have to remember the situation we are at in this particular point in time. There were not many cartoons or many shows, if you think about it, that were doing what South Park did to do an entire episode based post 9-11 when the whole world has gone crazy and you know it's just bonkers it's bizarre so with that being said and the way that Trey and Matt did this which was done so well I have to give this a 10 this is such a great episode of South Park and like I said it's not necessarily the greatest episode of South Park ever but you have to understand for the time, you know, that it was, and it still holds true to this day, especially in today's society, you know, <laughs> it's true. It really is true. Um, so let's get some behind-the-scenes stuff. This episode, like I mentioned earlier, is a is pretty much post-9-11. So that's basically where the idea of this episode came from. An interesting note that to mention, we can see Stan's address clearly on the letter he sends to the Afghan kid. Now, the, the letter, or the, the address, if you're curious, is 2001 Bonanza Street, South Park, Colorado, 80439. In Jackophosaurus, we saw Carmen's address as 21208 East Bonanza Circle, or Circle South Park, Colorado. Uh, other notes. This episode was nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program in 2002. However, it lost that year to Futurama. The episode, if you are curious, and the other episodes that it was up against, was Roswell That Ends Well. The other uh, animated shows that were up that year for best, uh, or for outstanding animated program for the primetime Emmy, as told by Ginger, the episode Lunatic Lake, King of the Hill, Bobby Goes Nuts, and The Simpsons, She of Little Faith. Now, this was at the 54th primetime Emmy Awards. Uh, Friends won best outstanding comedy, and The West Wing won. Best Outstanding Drama, for those of you who were curious to know. IGN rated the episode a 9 out of 10, stating, There are a number of terrific jokes that managed to perfectly capture the mood and climate at the time, and praises the episode for its Looney Tunes parody between Cartman and Osama Bin Laden, which, folks, I recommend you watch that. It is absolutely fantastic. They conclude that the episode is an example of an accurate and thoughtful appraisal of the national mood and the international realities, as well as a bit of patriotic chest-thumping in the aftermath of a crisis, and states it's why South Park stands out in the television landscape. Internet critic Doug Walker, a.k.a. the Nostalgia Critic, named this the best South Park episode ever, and backed up his reasoning with the following statement. It wasn't the funniest, 
It wasn't the smart, or it wasn't the funniest episode. It wasn't the funniest episode. It wasn't even the best written episode. But it came at a time when America needed it the most. Rudy Giuliani showed us we needed to be strong. David Letterman showed us we needed to cry. South Park showed us we needed to laugh. And stated that it's the only episode that showed we not only like South Park, but we, surprisingly, need it. And you can find this episode on the three-disc DVD set of the complete fifth season of South Park. Now it is time for the part of the show that we all like here, and that is IMDB and the reactions to this episode. We'll start with the rating of this episode. Of 1,488 members of IMDb, the average rating for this episode is a is an 8 out of 10, which is very surprising. To break it down, 351 people gave this a 10, 267 people gave it a 9, 333 people gave it an 8, and 45 people gave this a 1. Wow. There must be 45 terrorists who did not like this episode. I'm just kidding. We have one review, and you know who this is from, folks. Uh, it is the hippie of Gangster. It is the Gangsta Hippie. This is what Gangsta Hippie wrote. This episode came out right after the 9-11 attacks. This was the first fictional TV show to speak of the subject. I find that this episode is somewhat of a spoof and homage to the 1940s World War II propaganda film starring cartoon characters such as Bugs Bunny or Mickey Mouse. The episode has everybody being afraid for their lives after the 9-11 attacks. All the kids wear gas masks to protect them from anthrax and some like Stan's mother are glued to the television watching CNN. Remember, she's been watching for eight weeks. The boys are asked to give in $1 to the Afghan children, who are Afghan counterparts of themselves, and in return they receive a goat. The boys cannot keep the goat, so they try to return it to Afghanistan, but end up getting caught on the plane and going there themselves. They go, to, they go return the goat, only to find the Afghan kids dislike them as well. They then get kidnapped by Taliban members and visit a screwball version of Osama. The military finds bin Laden's base and ends up having a big fight with the Taliban. The Afghan boys help the South Park kids escape. However, Carmen decides to mess around with bin Laden in some very funny Looney Tunes Esquire scenes. Osama bin Laden has farty pants is a very interesting and funny episode. It also took a lot of guts to make this right after 9 11. You know, I, I want to go back real quick to the last line in that episode where, um, you know, Stan is like, America does, you know, America has problems. It's our home. It's our team. And if you don't want to root for him, then get the hell out of the stadium. Yeah. Sadly, since 9 11, this has basically been. The, sort of the saying, like, if you're not, you know, supportive of America, then get out. We're seeing a lot of that today, you know, 
um, as far as you know the question of patriotism either it be in you know movies TVs or sporting events but to me you know we shouldn't decide by if a player takes a knee or if they raise an arm or if they don't stand you know if they're patriots or not the people that are the true patriots are the ones who come and defend our country each and every single day either it be military soldiers either it be policemen or firefighters or even EMTs those are the real patriots those are the real people that we should be supporting and make you know rooting for America not these multi-million dollar athletes and celebrities who just because they are athletes or celebrities have a voice to me I don't really care what they say. I'd rather pay attention to, you know, a Sally Joe from down in Nebraska, see what she thinks of America. Or if I want to talk to Raul in Florida, or if I want to talk to a, you know, like a Jamie in California, I want to know their thoughts on America. I don't care what, you know, millionaires think. So, to a degree, I agree with the statement. America is our team. It's our home. Even if it's screwed up. And there are a lot of people who say America is screwed up right now. And that's your opinion. But if you don't support the country, and you don't have to like the president. That's the, that's the beauty of the United States. Is you don't have to like the president. You don't have to like the people who are running the country. But if you don't root for your team, which is the United States of America, then maybe... You should get the hell out of the stadium. That's going to wrap it up for this week. Quick plugs. You can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. You can join our Facebook group. Type in SharksPond, a South Park podcast. You are right there. And if for some reason you can't find us, click on the link below in the description and you are right there. And don't forget to visit the Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Bill's World Podcast. Next week, uh, it's going to be another episode in Season 5 where the episode is entitled How to Eat with Your Butt. Yeah. That's going to be quite, quite the episode. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Come back next week for another edition of Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast.